You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. This is Vanna Davis. I am the director of Reach 10 and the Breaking the Silence podcast. You're probably surprised to hear me because today we're going to break the silence on Creed and Chriselle, our hosts. I'm going to make them take the hot seat and be the guests on our podcast today, and I'm going to interview them so you can learn some more about them because they are some of my favorite people. So I'm going to have each of them tell a little bit about themselves first, and then I have some questions for them. So Christelle, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about you? Yeah, totally. This is kind of fun being on the other side of the of the podcast and to be interviewed, actually, instead of just interviewing. <laughs> um, well, my name's Christelle, as you all know, and I love Reach 10. I'm a big fan. I've been a part of Reach 10 since um, the beginning, since it was founded. I think that it's a very needed and wonderful resource for young adults, and I'm so grateful to be a part of this podcast. A little bit about me. I grew up in a small town called Morgan, Utah, and I grew up playing basketball and throwing for track big athlete. I have also grown up like skiing and snow skiing and boating. And, and um, so I love the outdoors. I love competition and I love having fun. And that's a good time. I love my family a lot. And if you listen to our first episode, you learn a lot about my family of origin and just the different things that we went through growing up and how that's shaped me. And I now have my own little family. I have been married to my husband, George, who is so awesome, for two years, two plus years now. And we have a beautiful baby girl named Florence, and she is two months old now and so adorable. She started smiling and talking more, and it is so cute. She melts She's getting heart. chubbier. It's wonderful. She <laughs> She's got little cheeks and they're so fun to kiss. Oh, yes. she's just so much fun. Uh, a little bit about me professionally. So I graduated from BYU studying recreation therapy and I worked as a recreation therapist in addiction recovery for a couple of years. And I loved that. <laughs> and I transitioned and totally pivoted my career and became a power tool sales rep. So um, <laughs> completely different, but it was actually really fun and refreshing for me. I found that addiction recovery hit too close to home for me at times, just with like my dad and his past and like my personal recovery with that. And so it was refreshing to be able to go to work and not feel like I was doing therapy on myself all the time. So that was nice. And yeah, it's a little bit about me. That is awesome. I don't even know that I knew all of that stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> cool. Okay, Creed, it's your turn. We want to hear a little bit about you. Great. And just as a reminder to listeners, uh, Chriselle and I break into our deep stories on the very first episode, if you want to hear about that. Um, but uh, 
a little bit about me. I grew up in Carlsbad, California, which is just north of San Diego, uh, all my life until I went to Brigham Young University. Growing up, I was interested in uh, some sports like uh, track, cross country, uh, soccer, volleyball, ultimate frisbee. I was kind of nerdy too, still am, loved reading. Avatar The Last Airbender, best TV show ever. That is a um, really good TV show. <laughs> Big fan. Yes, yes. At BYU, I, I, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to study. And I finally discovered I wanted to go into family life through Reach 10, actually, when I discovered Reach 10 in 2016, end of 2016, as an on-campus internship at BYU and decided to become a part of it. Graduated in that just in April and have been working towards potentially being in counseling or marriage and family therapy, something of that nature. Uh, we'll see. Still looking into it, but right now I'm just working at a call center, uh, customer service, and uh, just living life. Some things everybody should know about me is I am same-sex attracted. That's just a big part of my journey, so important to mention there. Been a member of the church since forever. Uh, love my family. They're one of my closest friends. And uh, I love hanging out with people, playing games, and uh, learning, becoming better. That's kind of me. Yeah, I agree that with that. So now you guys know a little bit more about these awesome people you hear every week. And I'm going to ask them a few things. For example... What do people notice about you and what do they comment on when they meet you the most? Christelle, what do you think? That is a really great question because I would say the number one thing that I get commented on is like my energy and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people use the word intense, which sometimes I appreciate and sometimes I don't. <laughs> but it was kind of funny, uh, like a month or so ago, a guy who I worked with on my mission, he was one of the ward mission leaders on my mission. He's now our eye doctor randomly. And my husband went in to the eye doctor and he was like, what's it like living with a steg factor? <laughs> my maiden name is Stegelmeyer. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I have never met someone with that much energy except for her, people in her family. And anyway, so it's now the joke is that I have the steg factor, which is just an incredible That's awesome. of energy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Creed, what do people say about you? It's so funny that Chriselle says that because kind of the opposite. A lot of people call me calm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Once once you get to know me though, you can really like see my excited, playful nature, I feel like. But yeah, oftentimes it's calm or caring, nice, some other things. I take a long time to do things. <laughs> I'm <laughs> meticulous. And some people think I'm a good dancer too. He's a great dancer. Yeah. I yeah. will <laughs> add my endorsement there. I think that's what I love working with Creed the most. Or, you know, you haven't asked me this question yet, Vanna, but I'm just going <laughs> to tell everyone anyway, is that I feel like we're very opposite, but we like complement each other very well. We're definitely good balance. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah. Which exactly when we invited you two to be the host, that was what we were thinking is like they would just really balance each other. <laughs> and that's worked so well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's some other things like what 
What do you think makes you feel like your best self? I think when I'm with great people, people that uh, listen to me, people that reflect honesty and compassion and also just wisdom when asked for it. When I talk with those kind of people, I, that's when I feel like my best self because I just feel human. I feel normal. I feel like I'm living the way I'm supposed to live, which is imperfectly and which is exactly the way I'm supposed to be. So I think that's honestly when I feel like I'm my best self when, when people see my imperfections, love me, support me. Um, that's when I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Creed, I've always felt like our theme of connection at Reach 10 has always really spoken to you and you've been such a great example of it. And that, that just ties right in with that. Chriselle, what do you think? When do you feel like you're at your best? I would say that I'm at my best when I fill my cup, I guess. I studied recreation therapy. And so I am a big believer that recreation is a very key part in everyone's lives. But I definitely have noticed that in my own life, that like when I was in college, my best semesters were actually winter semesters because I would always ski at least once or twice a week. And so that like helped me to have balance in my life because I prioritized skiing. And it also gave me that space to just be in nature and to just ski and to really connect with just me because it's just me in the mountain often, mm -hmm. as well as I often find God when I'm out there. And so making sure that I, I have that time, that's when I feel like I'm living my best life. That's awesome. Well, let's get into some things a little more serious, maybe. So when you think back to your 18 year old self, what, and I don't know, did you tell everybody how old you are, each of you, when you introduced yourselves? I don't know, but I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> 29 turning 30 this year. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's been a while since you've been 18. If you could go back to your 18 year old self and tell them something, you know, advice or reassurance or whatever it is, what would you tell them? Boy, so many things. <laughs> I think first thing that I would want 18 year old self me and probably all 18 year olds, um, if they are like me is, is to, at least in this day and age, of course, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, like dealing with sexuality uh, with regard to if it has to deal with betrayal trauma, um, pornography, sexual orientation. I'm so grateful that nowadays it's more open to discuss so that we can kind of get to the bottom of things, understand ourselves better and be healthier. I personally feel like uh, emotionally, um, mentally, spiritually. And I would say to that person, to that 18 year old self creed, tell me everything about you. And, and you're, you're so worthy. You're so valuable. <laughs> and there's so much to learn in life. You'll always be learning. And that's the beauty of it but tell me all about yourself and I'll, I'll listen and, and be here to bounce things off with you and be a friend to you and your story. And that there will be people in your life that you can have this, have this kind of relationship with someone you can tell everything with, have that intimacy 
um, that is really necessary for real connection. Uh, it's possible and it makes life so much better. So if you feel like you haven't been able to have the intimacy you've wanted in life because you feel like you have to hide things or you feel ashamed about things, just know that you can work on that and things can get better as you find people that you can have on your in, on your team and in your corner that can listen to you and love you. That's what I would say. Good advice for everybody. Yeah, that was so beautiful, Creed. Yeah. I really, really appreciated that. I think my 18-year-old self needed to hear some of that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things that I would tell my 18-year-old self is that it's okay to fail and that like failure isn't failure, if that makes sense. I think that I would tell her that it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to be scared and it's okay for other people to also like fall short and and have those those feelings and ultimately it's okay because Jesus Christ came and that he he atoned for us and that he would help her to heal and overcome every challenge was going that has come her way and that will come her way so mm-hmm. i love that Chriselle. i just want to tag along cuz that's so good something that you remind me of too is that it's okay to feel all the feels It's okay to feel scared, sad, depressed. Sometimes it's okay to allow yourself to feel all that. That is something I would definitely tag along with too. Everything you said. Thanks both of you. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. We started the podcast. It's been a little over a year and we're so excited about how it's grown and the impact it's having already. And we've talked to so many amazing people over this journey So what do you think has been for you the best thing about doing this podcast? I think one of the best things about doing this podcast is it gives me a lot of hope to hear other people's experiences and their journeys for mankind. It really does. (laughs) Um, But I love hearing individual stories and, and even like some of the principles that we've learned from our experts. I think that they fill me with hope for a better world. I think for me that the the best thing in doing this podcast has been staying involved on these issues, these topics, staying in the game. And it's helpful to be in it because I feel like I have more opportunity to reach people still because I can share the podcast episodes. Just like tonight, actually, I uh, met someone again for the first time and they asked me what I was doing tonight. I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast <laughs> for this awesome topic. And they were like, oh, that's so neat to talk about. And I was like, heck yeah. And that's why we're breaking the silence on it. Sometimes I forget that there's so many out there who still are in these bubbles of silence surrounding these issues in these bubbles of not hearing all aspects of the sexuality pornography story. So it just, uh, allows me to reach people more in that way. I keep learning and growing from all the people that we interview too. And that's been extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been like getting a front row seat to some of the best minds on this issue. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed it too. I've been in the background listening to every podcast. So what has been the hardest thing about doing this podcast for you? I think for me, in some ways I want to say like, yeah, I've like worked through all of this stuff in my life. Like I'm good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I, I've gone to my therapist. And I go to my therapist and we take care of everything. And there've been a couple episodes where 
like I left really triggered or I left really like hurt again or like old wounds that like resurfaced and just like realizing that like healing really is a process and giving myself grace through that. I, I think I was really surprised by that. Mm. Yeah. For me, I think the hardest part actually has been being able to feel like I'm actually contributing enough. I know I'm not the expert on these topics. Um, I just care about it a lot. And I think that does take me far. I think that's actually been the biggest thing I've had to keep track of for myself is just that luckily we have experts that we interview and also tons of other people to share their stories. So that's wonderful. We get so many voices on this topic. Yeah, we all can get into imposter syndrome sometimes wondering, like, am I really qualified to be doing this? Mm -hmm. And I want people to hear that just because if you're scared to start something where you don't feel Mm -hmm. super qualified, do it. Nobody is really ever completely perfectly qualified. Exactly. Do anything. Nobody's 100% an expert. So Mm -hmm. we just need to be taking good steps of action and and contributing at least what we can. So. And you get qualified by doing it. Exactly. Right. Learn on the go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we have learned a lot on the go doing this. So thinking about the podcast again and this whole issue, pornography, recovery from pornography, talking about healthy sexuality. And I just want everybody to know it was Creed and Chriselle who proposed and influenced me and the rest of our board to include healthy sexuality in our conversation, that we didn't want to just talk about the problem of pornography without talking about the positive vision of what are we working for. And I appreciate them because I feel like they speak for young adults and know, you know, what is important to young adults. So we have brought a lot of that in this year. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, back to that. Are there some misconceptions that you hear from other young adults about pornography or healthy sexuality? I would say like, it's still surprising to me how much we don't talk about something that matters so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, I still am surprised. And I, and I say that because I'm married now and a lot of my friends are married and it's surprising to me how often like we don't like we get close to talking about sexuality and and sex but like outside of my marriage relationship it's not something we often talk about and i'm also super surprised that it's still uncomfortable for me to talk about like what the heck i have a podcast where that's all i talk about (laughs) and i'm like i'm i'm not gonna say anything like it's so funny um And again, I think that's because we're trying to figure out like, how do we talk about something that is so sacred and intimate and personal and often very vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what we're working on. Yeah. I would agree with you, Chriselle. It's mostly just talking about it in general. There's still just um, a tone coming from people of like, timid, like uh, taboo kind of thing. And that's so understandable. And I agree with you, Chriselle, too. Like, like still, like even when people ask me, like, oh, what podcast? I'm like, gulp, um, <laughs> healthy sexuality and pornography. And it's wonderful. And and once I say it, like, it's so relaxing. I'm like so proud that I say it. But uh, it's so funny that we still struggle with that. 
uh, we all need to give each other some grace on it. But um, I think just that in general, Vana is, is just simply, we still need to practice and getting comfortable speaking about this incredibly important topic. And it's so wonderful and good to talk about. And we can do it in a wholesome, great way and yeah. talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, you guys were a part of Reach 10 back when we were naming the new organization. It was the no-name organization. And for four months, we had been talking about the name. And we finally came up with Reach 10. What does that name mean to you? I really like that our name is like a call to action and an invitation to reach out. Part of the reason why we named it Reach 10 is is just as an, an invitation and a reminder to people that connection is like so important and that we, as we reach out, we're going to have more connection in our lives. And it wasn't until I started reaching out that I like got filled, right? Like I had to take action. I could no longer be the victim. Like, oh, no one gets me, right? And so I love that we're inviting people to reach out like be the solution and reach more people because that's what everyone needs. Everyone needs more connection. Everyone needs more understanding. And if you want to heal, especially sexually and in your relationships, you need connection, period. So um, that's what I love about it. What I love about reach is that it's so unique to each person. Everybody can reach in whatever they way they want, they can their best way. I actually wasn't a part of the, the naming of the organization. I just joined right after it was named, but I loved it for that reason that it was a call to action. It's a good reminder of start somewhere. I always point to our three C's, which are reach out with connection, courage, and compassion, because it takes all three of those to really make reaching a successful reach um, to combat the shame, silence, and fear. So uh, that's what the name means to me. Mm-hmm. And when we decided to name the podcast, I think I remember Chriselle just coming up with it. Like she just mm-hmm. said, it's breaking the silence. And I was so relieved we weren't going to spend four months debating the (laughs) title because it was perfect. It was exactly just because of what you've been talking about, because the problem is we don't talk. We've got to break that silence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm always so surprised. Like every time sexuality comes up in a conversation, my apprehension, I'm like, you literally break the silence on this every week. Like, that's what you are about. Like, that's one of your, like, favorite things to do. And, but I think that there's a lot of silence. I I think that there's a lot of people suffering in silence. And so I love this idea of, like, breaking it and doing so by, like, reaching out and by getting help and getting resources and hearing other people's stories and experiences that give us hope. If you could tell all the young adults one thing about these issues that we're talking about, what would your one message be? I think it'd be that you're not broken, no matter what your experience, no matter what your story is, no matter what side of the story you're on, you are not like broken. You might feel broken right now. And what I mean by that is like, you're not broken beyond repair. You are not with like without the reach of grace and God's help and hope. You might feel really alone, but you're not, you're not alone. There are other people who have struggled. There are other people who can sit with you in that place, wherever you're at. Yeah. I think that's the number one thing that I would tell you. Love that one. So good, Chriselle. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind is 
and it might sound cliche, I hope not, but to love. Um, and a lot of it is to, to listen with love. Um, I'm still learning so much of this trait, this characteristic, this practice of listening to others without defensiveness, whatever they say, bringing up things in me that I want to defend. And a big part of this is compassion. And so listening with love to ourselves, our bodies, our own thoughts and minds, giving ourselves that compassion that we deserve and everybody else as well will go such such a long way in all of our lives, in every situation, every instance. Mm -hmm. Amen, Creed. I hope everyone listens to Creed. He has such great wisdom. (laughs) I love that so much. I think, okay, I have one more thing to add. So I guess I have two things that I want young adults to know. Okay. And that is, you're going to come along in your life and you're going to learn something and you're going to be like, man, I'm an idiot. I didn't know that. (laughs) Or I messed up or I totally ruined that person's life because I did not listen with compassion or I was not in a healthy place myself. And I just want you to know that it's okay. Like that's part of our human experience too, um, is to mess up. And I think that goes back Mm -hmm. to like what I wanted to tell my 18 year old self that like, it's okay to fail. It's totally okay to mess up. It's okay to be hurt and to hurt. And it's okay because you're going to, you're going to change and you're going to want to change and you're going to, you're going to learn from these experiences. So is there anything else you want to be sure that you get to say before we wrap this up? I think you all rock. We're so glad that you listened to our podcast. Yeah. We're so grateful for you. And I don't know exactly what you're going to or what's led you to this podcast, but I'm so grateful you're here and you totally belong here and you belong on this earth and you belong in your story and you can totally create whatever you want in your life and you can have wholesome beautiful, healthy sexuality in your life and great sex and healing in every way that you need it. And that's totally available to you. That's what I would say. You all rock. (laughs) You said it best, Chriselle. And I just want to say thank you to all the listeners for listening. And please just keep sharing, keep reaching, (laughs) talk to your people, what you're listening to, or at least rate and review it. Yes. Rate and review it. Rate and yes. review it. We don't talk about that enough on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much to those who have shared, who have reached out, who have rated and reviewed. We thank you so, so much and who have been on the podcast. Uh, we love you all. We're in this together. Thank you. Yes. And I just say as the director that this has been a wonderful experience for me. I love working with Creed and Chriselle and I love all the young adults I've met over the years. Like it's just so hopeful and inspiring to see how you are changing. I mean, we've talked about how it's still hard to talk about, but believe me, you are light years ahead of the generations who came 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, like you're way ahead. You're leading the way. So we keep doing this so that you can keep leading the way. I have to say too, and we can't say enough. Thank you. You brought Reach 10 together. You brought all these young adults who had a message to share, but you gave us a voice. I mean, you asked uh, before this, we started recording, who's helped you learn the most about these issues? And the person I wrote down was you. And I also wrote down Brene Brown, but... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I wouldn't have, Renee Brown. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known about all these principles, Brene Brown included, if it weren't for you having created this organization that I found. And so my life has been forever changed by you. And so have so many others. I know Chriselle would say the same, but love you so much. And you're so incredible. You can't take this out of this uh, recording. You have to leave this. (laughs) (laughs) The editor knows I can take anything out. Yes. That's awesome. Got to make the cut. Well, good times. Thank you both. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.